Class, do you want in-depth coverage of Cobra Kai? Yes, Sensei! Do you want interviews with cast members and behind-the-scenes stories of that show? Yes, Sensei! Then you're in luck. Both Tom and I reviewed each episode on TV Ate My Brain. And we also got to interview a few of the cast members. Hey, my name is Joe Saw, and I play Kyler. Hi, everyone. My name is Hannah Keppel, and I play Moon. This is Gianni DiCenzo as Dimitri. I'm Yasmin. Just kidding. I'm Annalisa Cochran. This is Nicole Brown. I played as Aisha on Cobra Kai. You can find us on your favorite podcatcher. And also find us on Twitter at Cobra Kai Pod or in our Facebook group page. Which is www.cobrakai.tvamb group. No mercy, bitch. Hey, this is Marty McFly, and you're listening to Hydrate Level 4 Presents Podstalgic, a film podcast on core temp arts. Wait a minute, wait a minute, are you telling me you built a time machine out of a podcast? Welcome to another episode of Podstalgic. This is a podcast where we take a nostalgic look and rediscover movies new and old. And for this episode, we are concluding our coverage of Indiana Jones uh, with this one, The Last Crusade, the third installment. And I'm your host, Peter. I'm your co-host, Phoenix. Who is a new high school graduate. Yeah, hooray. Yeah, so for those that have been following us for a while, we started out as a father and son podcast, and Phoenix, you know, reviews movies that I grew up watching. So those are obviously for the uh, the new listeners of this uh, episode, if you're tuning in for the first time. But um, yeah, when we first started, Phoenix was just 14 years old. And to kind of bring something back here, this particular installment of the Indiana Jones series, it is written by a... Jeffrey Boehm. I'm not sure if I'm saying his name right, but he also wrote Inner Space. Remember that movie? Yeah, it was one of our uh, first podcasts. It is one of the earlier ones uh, from 1987. So if you're interested, go back and check that one out. That was a lot of fun. But uh, he makes his triumphant return. I also reviewed uh, The Lost Boys, which is a vampire movie. Uh, you weren't on that one, but he also wrote that story. Um, but as we do with every episode, let's take a look back to when this movie released and see what was out. Um, actually, kind of like Temple of Doom, no other movies came out the same weekend. So I wonder if it's something where the um you know other studios were like oh you need jones coming out that weekend that's not you know mm -hmm. yeah they're just intimidated yeah, and also uh, these last two movies, I don't remember the release date for the first Indiana Jones, but both uh, the last two installments were kind of late May releases, and I noticed that um, both movies also had uh, anniversary dates. So I think with Temple of Doom, we had just celebrated its 20... Hold on, I'm trying to do math here. It's 34th year, and also with Last Crusade, we're looking at... 29 29 years so a couple of anniversaries you know and we didn't even plan that so that's kind of cool but the number one song at the time of the movie's release was paula abdul's forever your girl not a song i know not a song i know 
Yeah, so we were listening to it right before we recorded, but I'm familiar with Paula Abdul, and I know a lot of her bigger songs. Uh, this was number one for, I think, a couple weeks, but uh, yeah, not one I recognize. So, Indiana Jones, The Last Crusade. Um, I know you weren't very high on the first two movies. This I, I feel each and one of them have been tonally different. This one's a lot lighter. They go back to a PG rating, a lot more jokes and stuff. So what is your initial thoughts of this installment? I probably love this movie more than the other movies. Those, oh. those are my initial thoughts. Okay, well, you, you use love. That's a pretty strong word. So you enjoyed this one a lot. I enjoyed this one a lot. Yeah, it seemed more like uh, Indiana Jones than the other ones. The other ones, they tried to make him too much like a superhero, in my opinion. Not a superhero, but like a, an action hero, more than more than he should be. So would you say that this movie is is what you thought in your mind what India, uh, an Indiana Jones movie was this whole time. Yeah, he, you, you saw more of his um, architecture, architectural background. Archaeological. Archeo- archaeological. If, if that's even a word. <laughs> yeah, his, his, you see more of his professor background or whatever he studies, um, archaeology. Uh, he's less so of an action hero. You, He doesn't have super strength or whatever, but he's, uh, you know, taking down two guys, three guys at once, um, dodging bullets left and right. It's It's more grounded i feel okay i I made this comparison i feel like on the first one i'm not sure if i said it in temple of doom but this is also kind of more in line with national treasure i would say yeah and i I think that's why i kind of resonated with this movie more than the others just because it was it was familiar kind of um and it was just i don't know i i paid more attention to this movie than the other movies just because i wasn't that invested but in this movie i i don't know i liked it a lot okay yeah i Again, if you're tuning in for the first time, if you started with this episode, um, you know, I'm in my mid thirties. Uh, Indiana Jones wasn't a franchise I grew up watching. I was very familiar with it. I saw Temple of Doom on TV all of the times. And when we started reviewing, uh, this, this franchise, the first movie, the, the second half was almost like a new movie to me. Um, this one I remember enjoying the most of the three. Uh, and yet again, I enjoyed this. I had a lot of fun. Uh, what I didn't remember was how clever the jokes were, you know, and we'll get into some of those. But let's start off with the kind of the, the love interest here. I think her name is Elsa. Well, what did you think of her character? Well, she wasn't uh, just kind of thrown in there like the first movie. She wasn't some random woman that just didn't fit right with the movie. In the second one, she... Well, I guess that he did just kind of find her, and it was it was a little fast, but um. Well, she she is a Nazi. She is a Nazi. I liked her in this movie. Um, I mean, I liked her as a love interest more than the other two. Yeah, because she's kind of conflicted, playing both sides. Yeah, and you, you see that too. And like at the end of the movie, you see that she wants to be with Indiana, but she's also kind of greedy. So they don't focus on the love, um, the love story, kind of like with the second movie. You know, you had short round kind of being his little buddy. I feel like this one is uh, very much like a, a buddy type movie with the um, inclusion of Mr. Sean Connery. What did you think about him as Henry Jones or Doctor Henry Jones? Well, I've never seen Sean Connery in uh, any movie actually um but i i did like him in this movie and the relationship that he and harrison ford portrayed was i think it was really solid yeah they played off each other very well yeah it was it was a good dynamic yeah it was a good dynamic yeah i thought so too i I think the the father and son dynamic is um extremely fun and uh they are 
they work off of each other very, very well. Um, okay, so let's get into a little bit of the movie here. What did you think about the uh, very beginning? I know we kind of talked a little bit uh, during this opening part of the movie. It starts in 1912. What do you remember running through your head when you were watching the scene where, um, you know, there's two Boy Scouts that are kind of witnessing this guy with the, the, the cross, the Holy Cross? And what do you think about that scene? I thought it was too coincidental, but, you know, it's a movie. You just kind of have to roll along with it. Um, yeah, the, the sight of seeing Indiana as a teenager just outwitting these, uh, criminals or whatever they are, just trying to do the right thing. It was, um, it was, it was a weird, it was a weird thing to watch. I don't know. I don't know. I can't explain it. Okay. Um, it, it goes by quick, but I didn't need a whole story, you know, that explained everything, right? This, this is just the very beginning. But did you at any point think that maybe this was the prequel of the prequel? You know, how we kind of been going backwards. Did you at some point think like, Oh, this is like young Indiana Jones? Yeah. Yeah. Like the whole, the whole movie or just. Oh, no, not the whole movie. Just that first scene in the, in the desert. Okay. So obviously they're setting up his character. He's a boy scout. He hasn't yet has, uh, his fedora, but we do get the explanation of, um, you know, him using the bullwhip and him getting that Harrison Ford scar on his chin. Uh, we also get, um, him, you know, kind of developing that phobia of the snakes, arachnophobia, actually, if you will, uh, which is also, uh, an eighties, late, late eighties movie, maybe early nineties. I forget. Arachnophobia is, uh, spiders. Right. Oh. Oh, you know what? Yes, yeah. th- that is correct. Okay, my bad. Um, I, I meant snake, so whatever that is. Snake-nophobia. Reptilophobia. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, obviously, it's a little like, oh, wow, we get all of this here in this little segment, right? So throw that out. But what do you think about them kind of explaining that? Did you like it? Did you think it was unnecessary? Yeah, I thought it was pretty unnecessary. I didn't see what it really impacted this story. But I mean, I guess... It's um the Indiana Jones formula to have a action scene displaying Indiana before it gets into the real story. See, I what I like about it is it kind of follows the the formula of the last two movies. You know, we kind of get this nice uh, action sequence in the very beginning. With this one, they just kind of go back. Now, I didn't need it. It's fine. You know, I had fun. It's nice to see, uh, River, River Phoenix, who I'm a fan of. I've seen, um, a number of his movies to include Explorers, which isn't a movie that we've uh, reviewed, but it is, you know, it, young Ethan Hawke in it and all that good stuff too. Um, but this movie, the other thing is, if I'm not mistaken, it's also the longest Indiana Jones movie. It clocks in just a little over two hours. And I kind of felt that at some points, you know, as much fun as I was having, I felt it was kind of long. Did did you feel like it was dragging at any point? Yeah, there were times where I was just I was just watching the watching the screen, and then I just find myself like about to like pass out. What did you think was a little slow, or what could you have done without? Honestly, I think the whole movie was pretty evenly paced. There wasn't anything that was completely unnecessary. Maybe the beginning, the very beginning scene was a little played out, um, and a little unnecessary. But since it is, well, I guess it's not the last Indiana Jones movie. Um, there, yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was good to see, uh, his, his little backstory. 
All right, so in this one, we get the return of Marcus, and we also find out that uh, Dr. Henry Jones, again played by Sean Connery, uh, he went missing, kidnapped by the Nazis, because he himself was on a mission to find the Holy Grail. Um, Indiana Jones, so Junior, Junior, he meets Elsa, and then we get like um, Junior finding all the clues from the diary that was sent from his father, what do you think about like the library scene and uh, you know the Roman numerals and all of that? I I had a thought while I was watching, but I can't remember it now. I remember thinking it was very, um, very, very convenient that Indiana was like the first one to find everything. I don't know. I feel like if that uh, that first Nazi who enlisted Indiana to find his dad was as smart as he seemed, that it wouldn't be that hard to look for an X on the floor. Well, you know, um, and I kind of pointed it out after he had found the X, when he goes back to ground level, it's really hard to see, you know, from standing right there. You'd actually have to kind of go up above and, and have it revealed. What I like about it is it's actually allowing the audience to kind of play along and trying to solve some of those clues, too, where I feel if I had any kind of criticisms, it, um, maybe Raiders didn't really do that for us. I'm, I'm kind of not sure now because uh, we, we've had some time in between um, since that review, but uh, I did like it. And what did you think about the scene where they um, go beneath the the tomb? Right, and then you get like thousands of rats. Normally, I'm not really afraid of rats, just because it's like, oh, it's just it's just an animal. I mean, I guess they're gross and disease and stuff, but like, I wouldn't be scared of rats. But seeing this was just like, oh man, rats are just rats are creepy now. Okay, so as we have in the previous episodes, what would you rather do? Would you? Let's see here. The first movie was. Snakes. Uh, the snakes. Okay, so a pit full of snakes. Uh, number two was uh, beetles, bugs, bugs. insects, and I guess I added like the whole dining with the brains and all that stuff. And then with the f- third movie, uh, we have a tunnel with was it um what was it petroleum right petroleum yeah, in the water petroleum something uh, explosive okay and and also rats so of those four what would you do would you still do the food over all of those oh man yeah the food easy because <laughs> that's i mean that's a delicacy over uh, in that area of the world i mean this part can't be too bad that's fair and also um I, at least I hope so. Some of that food won't bite back. I mean, I know there was like live snakes and stuff like that, but for the most part, they wouldn't really bite back because it's all cooked. Not all cooked, but most of it. Um, but I think I'm going to agree with you. I think I've seen enough episodes of Bizarre Foods that uh, I think some things I, I will try, even if I wouldn't on a, on a regular basis. But um, Pit Full of Snakes, no thank you. Rats, y- no. Um, and also Bugs, that's gross. So yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. Mm. So let's talk a little bit about the return of Nazis. So everyone loves to hate Nazis. Uh, what did you think about about them? You know, one of my favorite moments is when um, uh, Junior here gets the diary back, and then he bumps into Hitler in the middle of the street there, and uh, Hitler grabs the the book, thinking he wants an autograph. Yeah, it was, a, it was a funny scene. I didn't even like almost uh, recognize him. I just kind of passed by it. And then you start laughing and I realized who it was. 
Yeah, I thought it was pretty good because, um, again, this is just one of those examples where I thought the the um, the joke was just it was really slick. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think if we missed one already, uh, but I'm gonna go ahead and jump ahead. But one of my, I think the one that I laughed the hardest was when Elsa like falls into the pit. You know, after trying to grab the uh, what was it that she's running around? Right, the yeah, the, the the cup itself. She tries to grab it, and uh, Junior's like, "No, no, don't," you know. And then she slips and she falls, and then it, it happens to him, you know. Like uh, uh, Senior, there is holding his hand, and he's trying to grab it and all that. So I thought that was hilarious. Probably, probably um, the most funniest moment for me. Yeah, it's a good scene. So we get um, Sean Connery really much much later on. Did you have any scenes that you liked with him? Because there was there was quite a bit, uh, quite a bit of funny stuff. Obviously, he's never seen his son kill anybody, and so he got some instances of that here. Um, and at one point, they're even tied up and trapped in like the castle Brunwald or whatever. Um, any any scenes that you kind of recall that you really liked? Yeah, just when Indiana first uh, saves him, and he's, uh, he's like, "What did you do? Look what you've done." You know. Was that um, like after he got hit with the vase? Actually, yeah. that was a funny scene too, where he's all like, "Oh my god, what did I do?" And then he realized it was a fake after all. Yeah, yeah, I, I like Sean Connery's performance a lot in this movie. They, um, you can see that Junior, he really respects his father, and you know they they are very much alike. What do you think about that one line when um, I think I think they were still tied up and they were talking about Elsa and. I'm kind of misremembering now. It's been a few days, but it's when um, Senior was telling Junior, like, oh, don't trust her. She's a Nazi, you know, and he, he uh, Junior wouldn't believe him, but, he, but he's like, she talks in her sleep. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that, that was probably my favorite scene with, with the two. Apparently, that was ad-libbed. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, was, uh, it was a good scene. I liked it. The the thing also, uh, I don't think I mentioned it yet, but um, Spielberg apparently has always wanted to direct a, a Bond film. And, uh, you know, Indiana Jones is, you know, somewhat like that. And so here you have, you know, an actual James Bond in here. And I think at least at least six, maybe seven actors in here have all been in Bond movies as well. Uh, so that's kind of interesting. But um I think Sean Connery had a lot of wiggle room, you know, to kind of ad lib and uh, give his two cents on how to portray Dr. Henry Jones Sr. So uh, I I really do appreciate that. And I think, yeah, Sean Connery was uh, definitely one of the the highlights of this uh, particular movie. So just like any other Indiana Jones movies, there's this long, drawn-out action sequence towards the end here. So again, we get more planes we got a tank that was pretty funny um any of those moments or scenes stick out to you that that you really liked yeah um it was funny watching indiana trying to get all these uh horses and transportation while his friend was grabbing some camels and you, know, you got horses and camels trying to take down a whole tank with his father inside it i just i thought that was a pretty um funny little idea yeah, pretty comical. Um, we didn't even mention the return of Sala. You know, he didn't have like a huge role, but did you, what, what, were you excited to see him return? I didn't even really recognize him at first. And then I was like, oh, wait, he was, uh, he was in the first movie. Right. He's an excavator. So yeah, didn't do a whole lot here, but it was kind of nice to see another familiar face. Unfortunately, no short round in this one because the last movie was a, uh, a, a prequel. Okay. So. 
we have the um the whole booby traps and trying to go get the holy grail uh what did you think about that where um at one point senior gets shot right by i kind of forget his name at this point but you know the, the bad guy and um junior having to go you know select one of the cups and he has to choose the right one and also let's throw in the effect of you know the the nazi guy uh or actually no it was donovan it was donovan who um elsa tells him the wrong cup and he drinks out of it and then he transforms and melts and all that stuff so uh, again kind of a staple of the indiana jones uh what do you think about that sequence i thought it was uh it was a good call by Indiana picking which which Holy Grail was which. Um, in that situation, I probably would have chosen wrong. What did you think of the effect of the uh, the transformation? It reminded me a lot of the first movie with the uh, Nazi melting face. Um, I guess Nazis just have to come to grueling ends when they try and get unlimited power. Yeah, I mean, they deserve it. So, um, yeah, I like it too. It, I, I think you're right. I think it is kind of a callback to the first movie. And, um, yeah, I thought it was pretty cool as well. Now, one of the, um, the, the chases, I'm kind of miss, mixing up the sequences, but that one part where they all thought Junior went off the cliff and died and they were just looking on the, on the, on the wrong side of the cliff and then he climbs up on the right side. I thought that was pretty funny too. Yeah. Yeah. Just their, uh, sad expressions and, you know, him coming up to try and see what they're all looking at. Yeah, I thought that was pr- pretty funny. Again, that's just one of those little touches that I just thought was really slick. And yeah, I th- I thought it was pretty hilarious. And I'm not sure if you caught it, but at the very end, um, Henry reveals that Indiana was the family dog's name. Did you catch that at all? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, it's, it was something that I think I meant, well, I mentioned it in one of our previous, uh, reviews, but that's pretty much the end of it. Uh, and then Marcus, uh, rides out of the canyon and off into the sunset. So did, were you satisfied with this ending? Like, it, do you think if you didn't know that there was a part four, do you, would you have been satisfied with just the, the first three movies? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Um, I mean, there wasn't really anything waiting. I, Okay, I was going to say he got over Elsa's death pretty quickly, but she is a Nazi. She did betray him. Um, so it, it makes sense for them to just write off like that. Yeah, I'm not going to touch on that too much be- because, you know, you and I were father and son, and those two are father and son, and they can't, they shared a woman. I think that's just kind of weird, but um, I don't know. If I was junior and I had found out that my father had just slept with this woman... Eh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. That's that that's just weird to me. But um yeah, it's you know, it's fine. She she was a Nazi, but uh th- there's something about those Jones men, I, I I guess. You know, something uh I don't quite pick up on, but um they they are quite the ladies' men. Because uh, this one we did see you know Junior kind of return back to his class and again, you know, the the girls are they're all still in love very much in love with him. Now after watching this one and knowing what you kind of know about the fourth movie, are you at all interested in checking out? Not that we're going to review it because I don't think we will. We said that we won't. And, um, I know that we, you know, off mic, you and I have kind of discussed, well, kind of interested in checking it out, just kind of see how different it was and what the hubbub was about. But again, we have no plans on reviewing it. But after watching this third movie, do you have any interest on in watching the fourth one? 
Yeah, I I guess just to see what uh what kind of happens afterwards, you know, years into the future with uh, Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, mm. uh, the worst thing of that. Well, yeah, the worst thing of the movie, one of many. Uh, but yeah, we're we're not gonna review that at least not anytime soon. So um, that wraps up our review of this. Uh, installment and actually this series for at least for the time being uh, and you know what we actually have a uh, feedback wait, wait, wait quick question on Indiana so he's a he's a college professor right yep by day mm-hmm. by day but what gives him the right to go out for all these artifacts and uh, kill people well, it, uh, nothing, actually. I, I feel like he's just trying to protect these artifacts and, you know, give them to the museums like he did with the, uh, the cross, you know, he gives to, uh, Marcus. So there's probably no, uh, backlash from anything that happens. You're also talking about, like, you know, in this movie, it's 1938. I, I don't feel like there's very much laws or anything like that, no. but also, you know, um, I don't know my history well, but there's, you know, a Geneva Convention where certain countries, they sign something saying, you know, this and that. But yeah, Indy is committing crimes in, you know, uh, in other countries. But you also talk about Nazis. Yeah. And uh, um, now that you kind of bring that up, one of my favorite moments is where he shoots like three Nazis, like with one round and just goes through all three of them. Uh Do you remember that one? Yeah. 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 Reminds, Reminds you of Deadpool. So, you know. If, if, if Nazis are all that he's killing, by all means, you know? So, um, but yep, we got one feedback. I've got something for you. A letter. A letter for me. From Allegra. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. This was tropey, but fun. I was able to activate my three generations of crushes. Sean Connery, who was amazing with his comedic timing as Indy's dad, and also Sean Connery, hard eye emoji. Of course, Harrison. I love how at times he reverted effortlessly into that boy who always wanted to make his dad proud. Rip to the late River Phoenix, whose short time in the film provided a believable portrayal of a young Indy. That's, he- that's our IP. R.I.P. to the late River Phoenix, whose short time in the film provided a believable portrayal of a young indie. I had a huge thing for River back then. I could have done without the woman who became the antagonist, but whatevs. Though not the best of the three movies, it was still true to the story of Indiana Jones and gave us some depth. However, oh, also, there are only three movies, winky face. Whomever is spreading lies about a fourth one needs to stop. I may or may not have watched the alleged fourth movie. Shh. Thanks for the reviews. I always enjoyed listening. Thank you, Allegra, for the feedback. So um, I think that's one of the things we may disagree about. Uh, I think uh, you and I, we both uh, really like the third one. Yeah, it was probably my favorite. Or it's definitely my favorite of the series. Yeah, I agree with that. So we don't give reviews, but let's see what Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb have it uh, have the score as. They're actually pretty close. Um, IMDb has it at 8.3 and Rotten Tomatoes has it at a 85% uh, for fresh. So, or actually 88% fresh. So it's pretty good. They're, they're about the same. Yeah. Uh, that, those scores make more sense to me than uh, Temple of Doom and Raiders. And I mean, I guess it's not far off, but uh, would you agree with the, uh, the, the lower or the higher of the eights? I'd probably agree with the lower. Okay. Okay, that's fair. Uh, I'm going to go with the 88 because I, I had a lot more fun. I, I know you said you enjoyed it, but uh, I definitely laughed a lot more. So I guess that that's going to do it for this episode. Um, 
I'm not sure what we have next, but the next time you'll be on here will be for the 200th episode, which will be reviewing Tom Hanks' classic Big, which also just had its 30th anniversary. So um, for anyone that's interested, if you guys are fans of The Karate Kid, if you haven't yet, please check out Cobra Kai on YouTube. It's a lot of fun. It's it's probably one of the best sequels I've ever seen. You know, if you think of it as like a five-hour movie, that's what Cobra Kai is. Um, so if you check that out and are interested, I did cover each episode individually at TV Ate My Brain. It's the official TV podcast of Core 10 Parts. So um, you may hear a familiar voice on there, uh, Tom from Jake. Tom conquered the world. Join me on uh, for those inter- or for those reviews. But we also interviewed five of the cast members from uh, from the show. So check that out. And that's why the releases of our uh, episodes have been a little bit sporadic because I've been doing all of those other coverages. So uh, that's gonna do it for this episode. I want to thank you guys for checking us out. And if you want to get a hold of me, I do have an Instagram and Twitter. It's at Podstalgic. But if Facebook is your thing, I also have a group page, Podstalgic and Friends, uh, which I post episodes of everything I do from every different podcast, whether it's guest spot or stuff that I host. So check those out if you're interested. And uh, until the next episode, we'll see you later. Adios. Thank you for listening to the Cortem Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Cortem Parts shows, visit cortemparts.com.